Hey everyone, welcome to Triple B. We are Grant and Rebecca, two Purdue students and best friends who love talking anything sports. From Big Ten ballers to the big leagues, it's all here on the Boiler Buzzer Beater. Hello everyone, welcome to Boiler Buzzer Beater. I'm your host, Grant, along with my co-host, Rebecca. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to our 14th episode of Boiler Buzzer Beater. Can you believe that, Rebecca? 14 episodes? No, it does not feel like we've been doing this for very long, but I greatly enjoy it. It was like just yesterday we were starting this podcast, and I know. we are. Crazy. Crazy stuff. But time flies when you're having fun. Really, a lot of fun. Anyways, let's get into the good stuff, the good, good, good stuff that we all want to hear here. So um, today's episode, I titled it Working Hard to Hardly Work in Here because just let's start off with the men's basketball team, right? So I wanted to say one, one, one kind of sentence was men's basketball. Can you get past half court, please? Because this has been the theme of the last three games here. So last week we talked about the IU game and the loss that they had. Um, we also talked about the Northwestern game as well and how the press was starting to break um, Braden Smith and some of the guards there for some reason. And that trend continued with uh, Purdue losing at Maryland on Thursday, February 16th, 68-54. Fun fact, Rebecca, I watched this game up until halftime when I decided to turn my TV off and not watch the rest of the game. It was, it was that bad of a game. Uh, were you watching at all? Uh, no, I did not watch. I honestly now I'm glad because that's just embarrassing. Um, my least favorite thing is when Purdue loses to Maryland because then I have to go and see all my friends' Instagram stories about how they think they're great because they beat us and like storming the court mm-hmm. and all that jazz. I will say all three of those wins that they had, I mean losses that they had, um, every the opposing teams all stormed the court and they're all on the road too. Um, that's just a small little note there. Um, yeah, other than that, though, that, that was just a very, very tough loss that, I frankly, I don't know why it happened. Um, Purdue was just struggling the entire way through. They just looked off the entire time. They couldn't really get anything going. They were struggling against the press. Zach Eady had 18 points, six rebounds, uh, eight rebounds, no double-double. Uh, Braden Smith had 18, though, 18 and three. But nonetheless, um, they really just could not hold Jameer Young, who had 20 points for Maryland, and um, Hakeem Hart also had 13 points as well. Uh, just overall struggling here. Um, even just in terms of three-point percentage, Purdue, Purdue shot two for 13, 15% from three, Yikes. and Maryland shot 48, 45%, which is pretty normal there. They also got out-rebounded, and they had less assists, and they had more fouls, just overall leading to a very... Uh, poor game overall. Um, thankfully, Purdue was able to bounce back today versus Ohio State. Um, I was able to go to that game. It was a pretty good game to go to. Um, there's a few notes I had there, but Purdue was struggling against the half-court press, and Ohio State brought it out the first play of the game. Um, first time Purdue brought up the ball, Brain was bringing it up, they instantly started pressing him. And the and at first it started to work because Purdue turned the ball over twice in the first two possessions that they had. And everyone was starting to boo the um the game. But I think that was also because of there was a few like um one of the Purdue players got hacked, it might have been E D or something, or um, but they didn't call a foul. So the people were either probably both yelling at the officials and at the at the team for just you know being very sloppy overall. Um fortunately, Ohio State is not that good of a team. So Purdue was able to storm back. Eventually, Ohio State stro- stopped the press because Purdue was able to get past it. And just overall, their defense could not contain Edie uh, as their um, center kept hacking him 
Um, he got fouled quite a bit there, and so they took him out, and he was their 6'11 freshman, so they took him out in favor of a smaller center who could not contain Edie. Um, other than that, though, that was just a good game there. Um, I was I was going to say, I mentioned Zach Edie. Rebecca was getting, he was getting hacked. He was also getting scratched, so there's a picture I saw of him online where he has scratches on his arms from people that have been in the last few games just trying to, like, body him or, like, trying to, like, get past him. They've been, like, not on purpose, but, like, and they've been so aggressive that they've scratched him a bit. And he's, it's like, they're, like, scars. Yeah, I mean, he's a big dude. Like, there's not a whole lot you can do to bring him down. So you try and get physical and then start hurting him. Um, I guess that, you know, has kind of been a, a conversation with Purdue in terms of um, not necessarily getting fouls called, uh, like when Edie's getting bodied. So, you know, is is just because a player is bigger, does that mean that the physicality should be allowed to go up? Or, mm-hmm. you know, is that, is that an issue of not getting well, calls when we well, should? Well, I don't know what it was. I mean, the last few games, they didn't really call anything. They weren't very um, – the whistle wasn't blown a lot. But today, they called quite a few things when Edie was getting fouled down low. Like, he didn't even have the ball, but the guy was pretty much, like, pushing him and shoving him down, like, aggressively. That's not a basketball move, so – they called fouls on that there, and thank God because uh, people were clamoring for foul calls, and they finally gave it to them. Um, but Purdue was able to pull out a win, eighty-two to fifty-five. Um, just a great game. Zach Eady ended up with twenty-six points, eleven rebounds, three blocks. Um, Trey Coffin Wren was the only other Boilermaker in double digits with eleven points. He got fourteen minutes. He got plenty of playing time um, as Purdue won by almost thirty. Um, it was it was such a big win, Rebecca, that they brought out the bench warmers at the end there. The, few, the guys, you know, like um, uh, Chase Martin and Carson Barrett and um, Brian Waddell, Waddell. Uh, you know, Carmel alumni there. Um, but uh, Barrett looked good there. He had four points in two minutes there and, and one assist. That was great. Um, yeah, just overall a decent win there. Um, also, one of the notices that there's a lot of former players at the game that they showed in the crowd um, I know Travian Williams was there in the crowd. I saw him. I was I had to stand up and clap. You know, as the only guy that he was he was there last year when I was there. He was the only one. Then they had uh, Dakotas Matthias. Um, he was there from 2015, 2018, I believe. I don't know if he's in the G League or not uh, right now, but he was at Purdue. And then there's a few guys from like uh, mid 2000s that were there that I didn't really know, but um, it was good to see them there. Everyone was applauding them. Uh, just in general, there's a lot of uh, former players there. Um, so. That was one of the notices. And also just great play to see from Edie, that kind of a bounce-back game. And also I got the chance to see a potential lottery pick, Bryce uh, Senzabal, who is from Ohio State. He's projected around 12th or 13th in the NBA draft. So he looked pretty good. He had 20 points, five rebounds for Ohio State in 30 minutes. Um, and, yeah, like I said, the bench warmers also get taken to court to finish the game. Everyone is giving them a nice round of applause after that there. But uh, overall, nice win to get back on track next week. Or I should say this week we have – one game here, so Purdue gets plenty of rest time to get ready for it. And it's versus IU, number 14 IU, although it might change tomorrow um, with the rankings. Uh, AP poll comes out. But, yeah, 7.30 p.m. Saturday, February 25th. If you cannot be there, which um, most of you probably aren't going to go to the game because tickets are going for as low as $632 for lowest ticket. Isn't that crazy? I do have one I may or may not be interested in selling. So if you really, oh, really wow. want one, feel Rebecca, free to DM me. you got to go. I'm going to it, so you should come. Okay, here's my here's my thing with that. Would it be cool to see the game? Absolutely. But yeah. I'm a broke college student, and if I had the chance to put $200 in my pocket versus watching one basketball game 
that I could watch on TV, and I mean, but the atmosphere is gonna be unlike any other game. I I was I went to the game last year and someone literally got like almost got like booed out of the arena because they're an IU fan walking into the Purdue student section. But what if we uh what if we lose again? That's gonna be really embarrassing. That would be embarrassing, but it's not gonna happen. Last year we lost at IU and then we won at Purdue, so yeah, we split it. We'll see. Um, so as as we're getting ready for this you know rivalry matchup here, Rebecca, are there any other any kind of like keys to success that you would have for Purdue to be able to pull off this rival rivalry matchup against IU? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we need consistency. You know, I've the last couple of games, it's kind of been up and down versus you know is Purdue's gonna gonna be hot or not. Um, and then you know, I think we really just can't let the loss or the fact that it's IU or anything else get to us because it's a basketball game, and we should be playing the same regardless of who the opponent is. Um, you know, it's in Mackey, so we have that on our side, which is good. Um, but yeah, I mean, they need to come out and they need to work hard, and I would really like them to not lose. Sounds good. I also th- would say um, containing Trace Jackson Davis should be their biggest priority um, for IU. He was um, in, in Assembly Hall. He was able to go off quite a bit there. Um, they were trying to contain the other players when he was he had at least, I think he had like 28 points or something like that, 25 points. Um, I, I think stopping him because he's their best player, but also he kind of inspires the other guys. He makes their team better. So if you're able to slow him down, then the whole team itself go- uh, goes down a little bit as well. Also, make your free throws, kids. I'm pretty sure that game against IU, we had missed at least eight or nine free throws, which was, you know, could have very well decided the game or not if Purdue made those free throws. So make your free throws, kids. Other than that, though, I just say they got to play a good game, honestly. IU is a good team. It'll be a rivalry game, so everyone will be coming out strong. Um, But I'm excited. 7.30 this week against IU here at Mackey Arena. Can't wait. As for the men's team for rankings, uh, the NCAA released their first uh, tournament rankings for the first top 16 teams, and Purdue was ranked number one, surprisingly. I thought they would be two, um, but they ended up number three overall. So they would be a number one seed as of now, and if the March Madness happened now. But plenty of things could still happen. You know, Big Ten tournament, you know, end of the Big Ten season, or the regular season uh, could affect how they land, especially with that loss against Maryland. That was not factored into uh, those rankings there. The March is nearing. I'm ready for the big. I'm getting ready for the Big Ten tournament, um, and the March Madness itself. Speaking of Big Ten tournament, as we're getting near that as well, Rebecca, let's talk about some women's basketball since their tournament, I believe, starts before the men's tournament. Uh, an unfortunate second loss for Purdue at IU today. Uh, number two IU, they lost eighty-three to sixty. Um, Laisha Petrie had a great game there, Rebecca. Did you see her? She hit 2,000 career points. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Uh, super exciting. She, yeah, 23 points it says she has in that game. Um, so definitely a well-deserved milestone um, for her there. Definitely, although, you know, even though we lost, it was still, still a good effort there. 23 points, four rebounds. We kind of got established that in terms of women's basketball, the IU team is, I, I will give them their, their flowers there. They are a very good team. Um, Mackenzie Holmes is great, 20 points, 7 rebounds, uh, as well as Sydney Parrish also looks amazing, uh, 13 points, 10 rebounds. She transferred from Oregon, I believe. Correct. Yes. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, they're a very complete team. That's why, hence why they're number two in the nation there. Um, they're undefeated in the Big Ten. They only have one loss their entire season. So they're 26-1. and one. Great, great season. I'd love to see them play South Carolina because South Carolina is like a tier above everyone else. So I'd love to see them uh, play potentially in the, in the championship. But as for now, a tough loss for against IU. Um, Purdue did not play against Michigan State this week, of course, due to the uh, Michigan State shooting that happened 
Um, so obviously it makes sense that no sports events were being played there. Um, but just in general, there that was the those were the two games there. Uh, the one game that was played, a tough loss against IU. IU uh, now with that win gains to share the Big Ten title for the first time since 1983. So they will finish first or tied with someone. Um, but now that they've had that many wins, Purdue just got outplayed there. Um, Next two games this week are critical games, Rebecca. Um, this Wednesday, that's February 22nd, will be Purdue women's team last home game versus Penn State at 7 p.m. Everyone should come on out and then see it as a senior night. Um, can we – so it'll be who, – whose last game is it going to be? It's going to be Abby Ellis. So many. It's a lot of, a lot of girls. I'm actually probably going to um, No, I'm kidding. Last game. Um, yeah, so obviously – so Laisha and Kaylin Harper, um, they're both grad transfers, so I don't think they have any eligibility remaining. Um, I could be wrong, but they're, you know, fifth year, so I'm just going to probably assume. Um, Cass, she is also in her fifth year, um, so she's gone. Um, Abby, Ricky, Madison, Denae Terry. JT, um, yeah, that might be it. I'm looking at the ESPN roster here, so yeah, yeah, Ricky, Janae Terry, Alicia Petrie, Caitlin Harper, Cassidy Harden, and Abby Ellis. So that's God. six players will all be gone next year. Um, Madison Layton's a junior, so she will be here oh, Layton's next okay. year, yes. Uh, Jayla Smith, Ava Learn, sophomores, and then Lily Stoddard, Kate Rudini, Addison Potts, and uh, Noya Holzer are all freshmen. So, um, yeah, so the future is still bright for this team. Though. I know Katie Jones has her, with her first official recruiting class, got ranked in the top 25. So we should have some good freshmen coming in next year, including uh, Mary Ashley Groot. I love that last name there, just the Groot part there. She's cute. Um, but, yeah, so make sure to come out Wednesday, September 22nd, versus Penn State at 7 p.m., the last home game. And the last game for the regular season is at Minnesota, Sunday, February 26th, 3 p.m. So let's finish out the season strong. Uh, as for the women's team rankings, ESPN currently has them as a 10 seed in the March Madness tournament bracket, which is a lot better than last year, considering they didn't even make the tournament at all. Yeah, no, that's super exciting. Um, I am very excited to see us um, with this postseason run. I feel like, yeah, March Madness is kind of a tournament where anything goes you know we saw like Purdue uh, unfortunately losing um to the stupid Peacocks last year but you know anything can happen so I would love to see us with a good run um I think we definitely you know have the manpower to do it um and you know this team deserves it so yeah best of luck yeah the women's tournament Big Ten tournament is March 1st through 5th so that's coming up in um in uh just a week so next oh my gosh not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday is the Big Ten Women's Tournament. And I imagine since Purdue, um, if I can just see real quick, um, I'm trying to see like in the, their standings in the Big Ten here, um, but I believe they are like sixth or seventh overall out of uh, 14 teams. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good, pretty good standings. Yeah. I mean, their, their, their bracket, I know it's like, I've seen the Big Ten, the men's one, you know, it's like if you're last seed, you have to play five games and the number one through four seed gets a buy, two buys. Mm -hmm. um, Purdue looks like they're one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seed. So they're going to have to most likely play four games to win if they have want to have a chance. There's a lot of good teams in the Big Ten, though. You have IU, of course, Iowa, Maryland, Ohio State, Michigan, all ranked teams there. Uh, and then Illinois, who we beat, though, they're right above us there. Um, so that's great. Purdue right now is eight and seven in conference play, which is not terrible winning record. Um, but yeah, that's it for women's sports there. Let's move on real quickly here. This weekend was the NBA all-star weekend. Hope you guys tune into the fun events there. Uh, the three point contest, there are two Pacers players, Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halburn who went to the finals together against Damian Lillard. But 
even with two out of the three contestants being Pacers players, they they lost to Damian Lillard, which is crazy. Tyrese Halliburton just did not have a good uh, second round, and Buddy Heald had a decent round, but Dame beat him with his uh, last shot. Um, so that's the three-point contest there. The skills challenge was a little lackluster. That's going to be my Grant rant for today. Grant rant was the skills challenge because it was it was pretty bad. So first off, the skills challenge, that, like, Rebecca, do you know what the skills challenge is for the NBA All-Star? Not particularly. Weekend? So in the past, it was usually they have players go against each other and they have to do, like, passes and shooting and, like, dribbling skills to show off their skills. But recently, they changed it to be, like, a team relay. Um with three players like representing common team like one of them is from the jazz because it's in utah the other one was rookies jay nivey was actually in it as well um he was for the rookies and um the other one was the Antetokounmpo brothers but Giannis actually got injured so they used just another one of the bucks teammates so it was like here's the Antetokounmpo brothers and drew holiday so it, it was it was pretty um weird and they had all these like weird like light up like different like things moving on their court like there was a car for some reason i like, get a dribble around his car and i'm like it was it was not that fun at all. That's my grant rant there, but um, that's just the skills challenge. We need to bring back the old old format. Um, but also there was the Rising Stars game. Ben McMather and Andrew Nemhard showed out there, which was pretty good. The dunk contest was was also decent this year. Mac McClung saved the dunk contest. It was pretty it was pretty bad last year. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but Mac McClung had you know the 720 dunk. He just had some crazy dunks there, and he won it by a mile there. The other contestants weren't that good. Uh, the NBA All-Star Game is also in a little bit as well uh, today. Uh, I'll be watching that when I, as soon as I get home, and I'll be able to report on that next week. But, Rebecca, let's move on to some other sports here. Rebecca, baseball, start their start their season in Texas as we speak. Yeah, Um. so they had a four-game series against Holy Cross. Uh, they went three and one. Okay, here's you know a little tangent. What I don't really understand is how in series games, thing like the games – can be so like polar opposite of each other so the three games that Purdue won um it was double digits against like one or two um like I think it was like 12 and 1 14 and 4 and then like 12 and 2 or something you know something like that mm -hmm. and then we lost 14 to 1 in that in the game that we lost so like I don't understand you know you'd think that if we won the three games by that big of a margin then if we were to lose then the loss would be close but I don't know um, but you know, nonetheless, good opener for them. Um, they're heading to North Carolina next uh, for a four-game series against NJIT. Um, that is early next week. And then softball went five and three to open the 2023 season. Uh, three and one in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. Two games each against Syracuse and NC State. Um, they swept Syracuse and then was one and one with NC State. And they will be heading to Florida this week uh, for the Knights Classic. A uh, whole bunch of different teams. I think they're playing five games overall. So best of luck to them. And then my personal favorite, uh, soccer beat Illinois State 7-0 in the first spring series match. I unfortunately was not able to attend as it was close to the public, which I think is stupid. But anyway, um, four goals from Kayla popping off. Love that for her, seeing it early in the season. Um, but, you know, super excited to have my uh, Boiler soccer team back on the field. Um, we had a pretty cool guest, too, this weekend. Uh, Lauren Sesselman, a Hall of Fame inductee for Purdue. Um, played for the Canadian national team, played for Sky Blue in the uh, early years of the NWSL, um, but she was back to watch the game and then had her Hall of Fame inductee ceremony. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, some national team stuff. The She Believes Cup is underway. Tournament against USA, Brazil, Canada, and Japan. Uh, U.S. won the first game against Canada 2-0. That was in Orlando earlier this week. I think it was Wednesday. 
Um, and then they just beat Japan earlier this evening. Uh, all three goals in those two games were from Mal Swanson. So some really big performances for her. Um, she's absolutely turning it around, you know. So she just barely made um, – no, she didn't make the 2019 uh, World Cup roster. Um, and she, yeah, I mean, was kind of at a low there for a second, you know, not really doing a whole lot for club or for country, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, she scored, uh, six goals in the past four games and, you know, now she's pretty much an undeniable shoe in for the world cup this summer. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool to watch. Um, next, the national team takes on Brazil in Waco, Texas for the final game of the She Believes Cup. Um, a couple of NWSL things, not a whole lot going on. We're in the mid to late uh, stages of preseason. Uh, teams are starting to play their preseason friendlies. Um, this week we had Chicago versus Louisville. Um, that was actually in Indianapolis um, at the Indy 11 facility. Um, but not open to the public, which sucks, but anyway. Uh, and then Orlando versus Gotham down in Florida for their training. We are 34 days out from the first regular season game, everybody. Um, so yeah, get the games on your schedules. I am now a proud season ticket holder of the Washington Spirit of for the summer. Nice. So I'll be going to a bunch of games, um, and you know, hoping to travel around a little bit, see some of our favorite people. Hopefully, catch both um, Purdue grads, Sarah at Chicago, and then Mo down in North Carolina. Um, but yep, that's about all I have for our soccer recap. Sounds good. Speaking of soccer, here as you know, someone who's very, very um not really in touch with the soccer game these days. Um, I was looking, I saw the Indy 11 is building a new stadium downtown Indianapolis. Um, it seems like they're going to open uh, May 2025. Um, so they just had renderings come out, but it looks pretty cool. Like as someone, as someone who's not in a soccer, I would go see a match down there. Yeah, no, it looks like a sick stadium. And then it's also neat because it opens the door for a potential NWSL expansion? Oh, question mark, question mark? Question mark, question that mark. would be super exciting. Um, you know, we've got Chicago and Louisville, which are both fairly close. Um, you know, Chicago's two hours north and then Louisville's three hours south. Um, but to have one in Indy would be super sick. And then obviously just any expansion in general um, is great for the league and publicity and, you know, bringing more soccer, more women's soccer to fans. Um, but even if they don't, um, that's still a really cool facility for um, the Indy 11. Exactly. Well, that's a perfect transition to our overtime segment. No, it's not. It's actually a pretty bad transition. But regardless, so our overtime segment, Rebecca, we're going to talk about what is it? Our favorite sports movies, yeah. honestly. Yeah, I have a, I have a good few um, that I want to talk about. Um, Rebecca, why don't you just give us just give us your favorite sports movies of, of all time here? OK, Um. let's see. So my favorite is kind of. um of a random one that i saw for the first time on a couple years ago um and yeah big fan i forgot about it for a little while and then i just rewatched it when i was sick last week um such a good movie million dollar arm by disney um it is uh based on a true story but it is about this um like talent scout um or like sports manager where he is looking for a new talent and so he goes to india to recruit cricket players um as baseball pitchers so he finds these two guys and they host this big, um, like, it's almost like a game show called Million Dollar Arm, um, where, you know, it's like a pitching competition, and then the winners got a million dollars or something like that. But, yeah, finds these two um, who he thinks are cricket players, or cricket pitchers, um, finds that neither of them have played cricket um, or done really any pitching. One of them um, 
isn't an athlete at all, and then the other one throws javelin. But it's just all about him realizing that, you know, there's more to sports than performance and, you know, him making friends with these two kids that he pulled out of India and their, you know, experience. And they actually did end up getting um, major league contracts. I'm pretty sure they signed with the Pirates in real life. Um, But no, it's a super good movie. If you have the chance to watch it, definitely recommend it. And then my second favorite um, is probably Stick It. It's a gymnastics movie. Again, haven't seen that one in a while. Um, but it's about like uh, this rebel um, who he, she's good at gymnastics, but like she doesn't like the whole like stuck up kind of um, like snotty aspect of it and like having to be all proper. And then um, in the end, like her and her teammates rebel against the like conventions of gymnastics or something like that. Um, two honorable mentions. They're kind of sports movies, but kind of not. Um, I have Dodgeball and Talladega Nights, which are just hilarious, um, the two of them. And they are kind of sports sports centered. So I had to throw those in as well. Uh, Grant, what are your what are your favorite sports movies? Okay, okay. Well if you you're asking me to give you my favorite sports movies, I'm about to go off on a tangent here of some good basketball movies. First off, you ever seen Thunderstruck? No. Oh my goodness. So so you know Kevin Durant, right? Basketball yes. player? The plot synopsis of this movie is um, this guy works for like, you know, the Oklahoma City Thunder. This like guy, he's like a little like I don't know, he's like a ball boy or something, and he like I don't know, or he's at a game or something. But Kevin Durant like gives him a ball, and as they're as they're like giving him the ball, like Kevin Durant's powers get sucked out and goes to this little kid here. Oh, he's in like high school. He's not a little kid, but Kevin Durant loses his powers, so now he can't shoot the ball at all, and the kid can now dunk, and he's like the star of high school. And then the, the plot is that Kevin Durant has got to get his powers back somehow. And the kid is like, oh, I'm really good now, so I don't know. And so they're trying to figure it out. But it, it's just a very hard, very fun, lighthearted movie. Uh, on a more serious note, I do love the movie Rudy. You ever seen that? Nope. The classic movie. Um, part of my family are all big Notre Dame fans. Um, so they all want Notre Dame. But uh, Rudy is just a very iconic movie about, you know, guy who – Never really got gotten. He got into Notre Dame, um, but he wanted to play football there. Played in high school. Never really got the chance to. Then he becomes a janitor working for the Notre Dame football team, and eventually he basically gets a chance to play for the team. And it's very heartwarming, very heartwarming story. Another good movie, Uncle Drew, um, based off the Pepsi commercials with Kyrie Irving, about him being just him being pretty old, and he he like beats up on all the youngins. Um, White Man Can't Jump, a fantastic movie. I just saw this last year uh, with Leslie's, Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson about these two guys that con people for money by faking being bad, like a basketball, a street basketball, and they're like, oh, what? We'll, we'll try to play. And then they dominate the other team, and they're like, all right, give us our money. And then how they hustle other guys, which is a good movie. And then uh, Happy Gilmore, very good movie. Adam Sandler plays golf. Um, I actually haven't seen that in a good bit. I need to rewatch that there. Also a fantastic movie. And then um, Space Jam. I mean, how can you not put Space Jam in a best sports movie list with Michael Jordan? The second one, we don't we don't talk about Space Jam two with LeBron James. That's just that's just a marketing scheme. There's no there's no going back to that one there. Um, but uh, yeah, Rebecca, I think those are my favorite sports movies. You, have you seen any of the ones that I've seen at all? Um, I don't think I have. You haven't seen Space Jam? Um, I'm trying to remember. I feel like I've seen like bits and pieces of it or if it's like been Maybe. on at like a birthday party or you know something. like yeah like bill murray's in it and he just joins yeah. the game and he's like oh hey guys i'm here let's play some basketball same with um oh the guy that plays newman from seinfeld i forget his name but yeah he's in jurassic park too um he's in that um 
I've seen Dodgeball and Talladega Nights. Those are both amazing movies. I have not seen Million Dollar Arm. It seems like an interesting concept. No, it's a really good movie. It's on Disney Plus. Definitely recommend. I need. A, I I always say this to people, but I've seems like people always watch more movies than I do because I every time they bring up movie reference, I just don't understand it or I've never seen it. I've never seen The Lion King. What? Never seen it. Oh my god. Not really a sports movie, but I have not seen that. I'm hoping to watch Everything Everywhere All at Once soon. I bought it on DVD, and I have not been able to watch it yet. Um, I did just watch, um, oh, shoot, um, uh, Anchorman with my with my roommate, although I have seen it before, but he had not seen it, and he loved it. That was a great movie. We can go on and on just talking about movies. Any any Good. movies? I just saw the Ant-Man movie, the Ant-Man movie. Uh, oh, yeah, how was that? Saturday night last night. Um, it was It was decent, I would say. It's definitely, like, not the best Marvel movie, but it's not the worst Marvel movie. You can't group it with those other ones. It's just... It's all right. It's like a regular Marvel movie, but the the villain's pretty good. I like him. Um, yeah, and and Ant Man's pretty funny. So yeah, cool. yep. Um, but I think that'll do it for Boiler Buzzer Beater today. We know you all have a busy schedule, so we're not going to keep you waiting um, with your time. Maybe you don't have a busy schedule. Maybe you enjoy listening to our crisp voices talking to you like an ASMR, ASMR. <laughs> like an ASMR video. Um, but of course, we're busy as well. I mean, we're busy college students. We got to We got to I got to do homework. You know. Yeah. I finished my paper, but I, I got places to go get dinner. Rekha, when are we getting more people on the show? Um, we will be working on it. So we need to figure out. Basically, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know this. Um, but yes, that's we fine. have to redo the like broadcast schedule every mm-hmm. semester because they add like more people get shows yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Um, so we had to like shuffle around time slots. We have the same one, but like what other times are free? Mm-hmm. Um, change. So I have to look at the new schedule. Um, and tell the athletic department. And tell the athletic department, and then. Hopefully, I don't know. I still want to revisit um, some volleyball players, maybe. Volleyball players, yeah, potentially. Maybe women's basketball. Out if men's basketball, if possible, because we'll see. If we could, that's gonna be, be tricky. But it'll be tricky, especially after the tournament. We yes, I, yes, we can't it, do anything until yes, after the tournament. But until then, you know, that's like a little cliffhanger, there, guys. You got to stick around with the show because we're who, gonna have. Some oh my good god, he's walking on. through the door. Who is he? We should do that. Like whoever be like. You're like, hey guys, we're here, and oh my god, someone's walking through the door. What, Who is Zach it? Zach Eady, what are you doing here? He's like, sorry, I just got lost. Come on in, Zach. <laughs> it's okay. Have a seat. I, I know you're, this is not where you're supposed to be, but come have a seat. Come have a seat. It's like the lost yeah. dog. You have to like look at the tag that says, if mm-hmm. found, please return oh, to Matt goodness. Painter. Don't say that. Okay. Okay. That's a good note there. Let's leave it off yes. there. Hopefully well, you guys have a great rest of your week. And, yes. Um, and I hope you enjoy some good Big Ten basketball. Hopefully, hopefully you watch the IU game. And hopefully somebody, some people need to go to that game. You know, somebody, maybe it starts with Rebecca and needs to go to that game. Yeah, I probably but will. We'll see. All right, guys, have a great rest of your night from us, all, all of us here at Boy Buzzer Beater, Rebecca and I. Rebecca, go ahead and sign off here. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you again soon. Um, I am Rebecca here with Grant, and this has been Boiler Buzzer Beater. Have a good night.